Hi, Dan. How are you doing? Yeah, well, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. If I could start by asking you about how how things panned out on Tuesday um, after the game. Uh, how, how did you guys find out that Dean Holden had been relieved of his duties? And, and what was the immediate time after the game like? Um, we were all asked to remain at the stadium, um, in which um, the manager came in to the group um, and the, the the respectable man that he is came in and, and told us that he was um, no longer our manager, um, which was obviously a really sad moment for, for everybody in change of rooms and for the staff, I'm sure. Um, and it was swiftly followed by uh, Mark Ashton coming in and, and, and making that official um, and um, letting us know that Keith and Simo will be taking the fort for, for, for the current time being. Um, and obviously we need to, to make sure we can we continue to, to work as hard as possible to change um, our, our current vein of thought. Yeah, sure. Results haven't been too great recently. What, what are your overriding thoughts on Dean's time in charge? What, what do you take away from that period, Dan? I think it's... It was a really difficult period. Um, you know, obviously, it's his first managerial job. Um, I know he's a, a vastly experienced man, um, but you know, it's, it's always different when you're when you're at the helm yourself. Um, and he's had a lot to contend with with regards to you know the whole pandemic and COVID situation. Um, you know, there's no fans. Um, you know, I'm, sh I'm sure there's other restraints on, on on him as a manager of of which that you know, I don't know. I'm not a manager myself, but. I'm sure it's it's a difficult time with kind of uh, juggling things around with regards to schedule and uh, the injuries that go on top of that. Um, but you know, I, I, I think in the main, um, it's it's probably a really good learning curve for him as a manager um, and a, a difficult period of. I'm sure he had things to deal with in in you know what was it nine months, six months officially as. Um, more to deal with in that space of time than many managers will deal with in, in years of management. Um, so in, in that case, I think it was a, a, a difficult time to be able to contend with all the peripheral things that we've had to contend with this season. But um, you know, I want to go on record in, in, in thanking him as, as, a, as a manager. Um, and the biggest compliment I can give him is that I respect him as a man, first and foremost, and then a manager. Um, because as a man, he was completely... Um, completely respectable, showed a lot of humility, um, and you know I, I think he'll he'll go on to have a, a great managerial career. I'm sure. Yeah, sure. I think a lot of people would uh, recognise that as well. What what do you personally put down Bristol City's run of bad form to over the last sort of couple of months, and do you understand why the the club made the change, and also how much? Um, responsibility should the players take for for the bad results recently? First and foremost, as a player, um, there's certainly a degree of responsibility that I take personally with regards to the manager losing his job. Um, there's a same when Lee Johnson left. I felt the same way. Um, and I'm sure as a group, and we, we have kind of have touched on it without dwelling, um, we all do take responsibility uh, or partial responsibility, shall I say, for... For, for a manager losing his job. Um, you know, there's, there's no rhyme or reason why things panned out the way they did. Um, I'm sure if, if I knew that, and, and you know, the, the manager would have known that and 
I'm sure he would have still been in the job. But you know, sometimes these things happen in football. Um, but from the club's point of view, I you know I, I understand, and I'm sure the manager knew what he signed up for when he took the job, in which results are, are, are at the forefront of everybody's minds. Um, it is a results-based business, and when results aren't going well and we, we aren't achieving what we're expected to achieve. Um, you know, this day and age, the butt ends up falling with the manager. That seems to be the trend in football these days. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's sad for, for Dean as a man. Um, but, you know, like I say, he, he would have known that if results had gone the way they had gone at, at the start of his managerial reign, then you know, there's always a chance that changes will be made. Yeah, sure. And just moving on then to the, the last couple of days, um, what what's it been like? On the training pitch, have you been training on both days, or was that just it's yesterday? And um, who's been taking the training? I take it Paul and Keith, and what have they been working on? Well, obviously, we had to digest the news um, that our manager's lost, just lost his job, um, which is never nice. And like I say, Dean had a had huge admiration and respect from everybody in in the dressing room, as, as certainly from a player's point of view, um, and as a staff point of view, I'm sure it was you know it was the same. Um, with regards to the, the last couple of days, we've been back on the training pitch, um, working on things and just trying to get the feel-good factor back. Obviously, that's not into any kind of disrespect that the manager's gone, but football, uh, especially the championship, is, is thick and fast and there's games coming at us. So we've got no time to dwell. Um, we, can't, we, can't be, we can't be thinking about the past. We can't be worrying about what happens off the pitch. We need to focus on the, the current vein of form that we're in and, and we will appreciate that that's not good enough and that's not what's expected of us as a group. Um, so we've been just tidying some things up. Um, we know that um, as, as staff, Simo and Keith were fully on board with, with the ideas that, that Dean had. Um, but with regards to moving forward, we know that something's got to give, something's got to change. Um, but at the same time, we need, to, we need to slightly adapt and make sure that we... You know, we, we, we turn our form upside down. Is, is there a rebuilding job in terms of confidence that needs to happen here, Dan? Get a bit more belief in, into the players, do you think? I think rebuilding's probably a bit strong. Um, we know that confidence isn't currently perhaps where it could be. However, at the same time, we need to know that there is a good group of players here. Um, there is a lot of quality in the squad. Yes, we've been hampered by injuries, which has been made reference to on multiple occasions. You know, I won't be using that as excuse as, as Dean never did. Um, but, you know, that does have an effect when you're losing key players, influential players, almost on a weekly basis. Um, and that's just, that's just something that's really unfortunate and has happened to happen to us this year. Um, but no, I, I don't think it's, it's a rebuilding job as such. I think it's um, getting the players back confident, as, as you mentioned there. Um, and making sure that we're expressing ourselves in a, in a positive way, making sure that you know we're taking games to oppositions rather than kind of hoping something will happen and, and defending for our lives as we've done on numerous occasions. Um, so we need to make sure that we're we're playing more front foot football. I'd say is 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 probably is probably fair. Just finally, from myself, um, obviously Barnsley up next and. The game at Oakwell was was a well fairly close one. Maybe you guys should have won that. Obviously, they got that late penalty, didn't they? And Bristol City had one of their few draws of this season. What what do you make of them? It's obviously going to be a tough game because they they've just won two very good games. 
they're an impressive hang of form. Um, I watched them against Chelsea and I've seen various clips over, of them over the last couple of games. Um, I thought with Chelsea, they gave Chelsea a lot of problems. Um, obviously, a, a top Premier League team in, in Chelsea, by the way. So um, I think they're certainly to be respected. Um, and in terms of their, them as a team, we know they're a high-pressing, high-energy team. Um, we've worked on a few ways how to, how to combat that today and yesterday. Um, and we'll be going into, into the game with, with clarity and how we're going to play and making sure, uh, like I say, that we're, we're on the front foot um, and we need to make Ashton Gate a difficult place to come. Um, I don't think our home form on, on the whole has been too bad of late, um, but we need, we need teams to, to almost fear coming to Ashton Gate. I think it's, you know, obviously it's, it is a difficult season with, with no fans and we can't make it a cauldron as much as we'd like to, but at the same time, it, we can make it a difficult place to come and make sure we nullify the threat that teams have um, and take the game into teams that do come here. Definitely. Cheers, Dan. Good luck for Saturday. Thank you. What's you, Paul? Thanks. Hi, Dan. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, mate. Oh, brilliant. Um, no, Dan, I just wanted to ask you about at a time like this when when confidence is maybe low in a team, when the manager's left and a, and a poor run of results, what, what are the tricks of the trade when it comes to getting that feel-good factor back? How, how can that be done? I don't think any there's there's any magic answer or nobody's got a magic wand to um, say or do something and it, it can all turn on its head. Um, I think making sure that positivity is running through the, the training ground and, and the squad is is key. Um, I think it'll be easy for us to, to to look into so much detail that we end up you know over confusing uh, the situation. I think it's important that we go onto a training ground with clarity, with a feel good factor. Um, we're put in positions um, in which players can express themselves and, and, and do their um, do their thing on, on the pitch. Uh, I think it'd be easy for us to you know to mope about and you know to moan and, and for the culture to become a negative one. It's vitally important, in, in my opinion, certainly, and and from the, the kind of the, the gist that I'm getting from from everybody is that we need to move forward. We need we can't allow. You know, it's like a disease that sets in when you're negative and confidence is low. It'll be easy for, for everybody just to kind of jump on the bandwagon of negativity and, and it spreads like wildfire. And that makes it even more difficult to, to break the trend. Um, so I think positivity is key, making sure that we, we all have self-belief as players, self-belief um, in each other, belief in, in the squad and the management, the style of play, um, and making sure that we can go into the game with confidence um, and, you know, one action and the, the encouragement that we might get from our teammates may spur on some confidence and that feel-good factor then start to creep back in. Um, so I think as, as long as we are all on the same page with, with that regard, confidence is, is something that can be changed very, very quickly. And you talk about the, the players taking responsibility after a manager departure. How did that manifest itself was was that along the lines of a, of a team meeting a, a frank chat in the change room amongst players how does that manifest itself um i mean there's there's been no kind of um group meeting with regards to finding out what happened and why and there being like a, a, a huge inquiry in, in into the whole situation um like i said before football moves fast and you know we've got a game 72 hours later um but there is a, a, a core of senior players um, that I'm involved in that have, have spoken directly to the staff. Um, and we have tried to 
you know, divulge a bit of information between each other and make sure there are no gaps between uh, the squad and the staff and that we're all on the same page. Um, we all know that we take a partial piece of responsibility as players because we're given a game plan and at times we haven't executed that game plan as, as well as we'd liked and as well as the manager would have expected. Um, so I think it's only natural that we take responsibility as players. Um, and I'm sure, you know, the gaffer will, will be at home thinking, you know, what could have been and, and, and looking back in hindsight, which is very easy. But when, when you're in the moment and when games are going against you, it's, it's, it's a very difficult place to be. Um, but no, certainly as players, there's no finger pointing or um, it's not my fault. It's someone else's fault. It's we all take responsibility for, for our parts in, in, in the manager losing his job. And I think he got, um, I think he was there for 41 games in total. I just wonder, do you think football needs to be more patient with managers or, or do players these days respond better when there, when there is frequent change? Um, I mean, that's, that's something that's football-wide, isn't it? I mean, that's not just Bristol City. Um, you see managers losing their jobs, you know, fairly frequently. And that seems to become, uh, like I mentioned before, that when, when things aren't going well, the, the buck tends to stop with the manager. And then, you know, a new manager comes in and freshens it up and um, new ideas come in and it tends to, you know, tends to, to get better. Um, that just tends to be a bit of a trend in, in, in football at the moment. Um, do I think it's right? You know, it's, it's, it's up to the hierarchy at football clubs. I mean, I'm certainly not one to start questioning hierarchy at football clubs. Um, certainly not ours because they've been, they've, they've managed the club really well. Um, and there's always going to be an issue where if results aren't going your way, questions will be asked of the manager. Um, questions will also be asked of players. Um, but unfortunately, it seems to be that it's easier to sack a manager than a group of players, you know? So um, if, if a new manager can get a response out of the same players, um, that's, that's a lot easier than, than, than changing and completely rebuilding from the bottom to the top. Um, so... I, 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 it's not for me to say whether it's right or wrong, but um, of course you want to see managers keep staying their jobs and, and, and turn things around and be given time, but it's not always the case. And just a final one, you've had some very impressive games this season. Of course, when things are going against you, a goalkeeper is going to be busier than, than most. How have you found um, How have you found that and your, your own form and, and just being maybe ultra busy? Um, well, it's, it's a bit of a catch-22, really. I mean, of course, I like being busy. I like being involved. I like being able to help the team as much as possible and, and have a positive effect on games. However, you know, on, on the flip side, if I've got nothing to do, that means that tends to mean things are going quite well. Um, so, it's, like I say, it, it's a, it's a catch-22, but um, I've been, you know, mostly happy with, with my form this year. Um, you know, I work hard on the training ground day in, day out to improve um, I'm always looking at, at clips and at, at bits in training with the goalkeeper coach, Pat Mountain. Um, always trying to, to gain those little percentages to improve my game to, to help the team. Um, but it, it's, it's not about me, it's about the team. Um, you know, I'm, I'm there to do a job, I'm there to help the team as and where possible. Um, and thankfully, I've been, been able to do that a lot this year. It's just, you know, just a shame that that, that couldn't have more of an effect on, on our results. Cheers, Dan. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you very much.